Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome into the PHNX Rising Podcast. It's a darn good Friday. It's a kit Friday. I apparently must have he missed. He didn't get the memo. The me- I missed the memo on it. I was wearing a kit earlier in the week. Um, did not carry it over to the Friday. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for joining us. I am Max Simpson. And I'm joined by a man who is apparently debating what is the difference between a salad and a sandwich. Well, Mr. Is, Owen it's, Evans, it's can you elaborate? on Rising Twitter. You know, Edward, uh, formerly Phoenix Rising Nation fame, tweeting out a picture of a BLT sandwich and then a BLT salad. You just said... saying, are they both salads or sandwiches? You clearly just called one a sandwich and one a salad, so that's the answer. Well, they both probably... I don't know. Anyway, anyway, that's that's enough of that. Oh, my gosh. Well, not to get sandwiched between two random topics, but we actually have... Hey, oh, but I'm, I'm in full he form. He himself I'm on in full form. ruins it. I'm in full form, but we... Max, we, stop. We have a nice announcement of our own for those of you who do not catch... On Twitter, we have a new partnership, and we are very, very excited to be working with our friends over at AZ Family. Um, You know, this is going to be something that's really, really special, really, really cool for all rising pregames, not just home and not just away, but join us every single rising pregame 30 minutes before kickoff every match on Arizona Family Sports and Entertainment Network. For exclusive content, analysis, interviews, um, series, like all different types of things we're doing. We've actually, you know what, I'll give a one little tease you got a little here. Tease, don't We've you? got an exclusive Ooh. interview Ooh. to air tomorrow on tomorrow's pregame show with Kev Lambert. So, yeah. yeah if You're you not going to get that Kevin, no, nowhere else. That's you will a, not get that anywhere else. Exclusive. You will not get that anywhere else because it was filmed solely by me on top of the uh sweets absolutely so. absolutely with with, with all <laughs> unless with, someone else was sneaking all, in and trying the, to film it from all, the, all the sides no and sound captured by this guy but yes um you can find them on channel 13 if you're viewing on cox cable and channel 44 on the air um but yeah like us like we said every match day home and away we're gonna have some really cool stuff and not just for us by the way there's more really cool content to come across the phx network across other shows that we do so stay tuned but we are very proud to be um you know the, fir- the first the ones fist, with the crew the fist yeah. yeah suck at everyone else no i'm just kidding no totally kidding you know we appreciate uh work with easy family super stoked for that and thank you by the way we got a lot of love on twitter from everyone so we, 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 we do did. appreciate that but enough patting ourselves on the back like owen typically does let's get <laughs> let's get right into it uh rising's last match See, he didn't, he, he's laughing at his own <laughs> jokes I, now while saying i, mean, I pat myself to be fair, on the that back. is that's also very like i'm in prime form right now that's what i do but you know rising's last match on wednesday we're really taking this down we, we this, is gonna, this is gonna turn very quickly uh rising's last match against new mexico united where they bowed out of the u.s open cup more like a closed cup after that performance uh is a tough one Max. and it's, <laughs> it's a day man can you tell can you tell it's a, it's a, friday. It's a friday it's a friday we're, we're into it no um I, it was a very how can I put this? Um, passionate post game show for us on on Wednesday night. Has your attitude, or my attitude, has it changed a bit? Or are we still pretty sour on the? Oh no, that was pathetic. All right, cool. Just make it sure. I'm sorry. The first half of that sure. game it's was Friday. pathetic. Mood is up on Friday, but the performance was still very much down. The point remains okay. that you cannot go away to New Mexico. You can't play against New Mexico and expect that mm-hmm. it's really going to calm down. Look, it, it was. Yeah. The, the club have to actually do something mm-hmm. in response. The team have to actually do something mm-hmm. in response to calm people down. Now, a statement win tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'll calm people down. It'll show the right kind of reaction there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the key thing is is that, look, you, you, you lose to New Mexico on the road. I don't care about the circumstances or any of that. You, you just... 
you just don't want to go and do it. And you especially don't want to go and do it when you have a first half that was quite as poor uh-huh. as Phoenix Rising's first half in that last game. Yeah. Speaking of which, should we actually throw up our first little bit of uh, data graphics that we've oh, got yeah. here? Now, let's have a look at this. This is Phoenix Rising's passing map from the first half against New Mexico. Now, Rising had nigh on 60% of the possession For- against New Mexico in that first half. Yeah, just for context, the left side of the screen, that goal is the one they're attacking towards. Yes, yes. That tells so you all you need to, right you to, need to know. For one dollar, <laughs> show me a pass into the penalty area. Show me a single pass into the penalty area. But the only pass that actually involves the penalty area is Babu Kajai passing it out of the penalty area in the first half. The only completed pass. I think that tells you a lot I mean, that, that's, about where they were. That's, that's the thing that we keep on going back to with uh, with this team is it's not just a lack of attacking threats it's really there's just no buildup. it's not that they're missing opportunities in the box and that's it it's where does it start with this club because you know you see some bit of movement through the midfield and everything like that but it never results to sustained possession where you're trying to really put the team under the cosh, so to speak. It's never that overwhelming, relentless pressure of, oh, if I'm the defense of the other team, we got to get it out of there. We got to clear our lines. It's never like that. No, mm-hmm. no, it's not. Look, look, this team suffers, I think, from the one thing that can be the real drawback sometimes when you have that kind of a possession-based, slow, uh, tippy-tappy kind of style, which is that you... You ultimately get so fixated on keeping the ball, on passing it around, on continuing to, you know, put all those things together. But at the end of the day, you've got to actually score goals. Um, and sometimes you see these teams kind of like stall yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and that's what Phoenix Rising have uh, have done in some of these mm-hmm. games, I think. New Mexico, the first half, is a prime example of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael's coming there about something you said. Let's be clear here, Michael. We're talking about the first half, actually. So Jackson Conway yeah, was, even, the, was the center forward well, in that but, but one. They, I know that it's Michael in the chat. Michael wants to talk about Mama which, which is fair. He it, always wants to chat about No, Mama but it's, it's something that we keep on bringing up that, like, I, I yeah. don't think Michael's wrong, but I think to only put the blame solely on Arteaga is doing this entire, the bigger problem, a disservice. No, if, the, if, the if, if there's, if there's is, someone else hmm. in there, whether it is Jackson Conway or another striker, do those chances get finished off and maybe the scoreline is different perhaps and i'm not i'm definitely not disagreeing on that point but either way it underlines the issue that this team only really gets i would say two or three chances genuine and even those are sometimes half chances a match and yes if you had a striker who should be capitalizing more often on that that definitely changes the conversation. That could be the difference between uh, a draw and a loss or a win and a draw i'm not yeah. disagreeing with that but it is a lot to put all of your eggs in those two or three chances, and you're usually not getting more than those within this team. No, no, I agree. But at the same time, some of those two or three chances, uh, I mean, I'm sorry if you're a centre forward, you've got to be of course, uh, ultimately challenging the goalkeeper. That's the thing. Look, you're not going to score everyone. You're going to put some on target, and you're going to have some fantastic saves. Mm-hmm. But the issue, more importantly, is that if you're not forcing a save out of the goalkeeper in those moments, you don't give yourself any chance to score. That's the problem here, mm-hmm. really. I mean, there's the comment in there, zero creativity, how many chances did Conway get on Wednesday? I think that's shown by that passing map that yeah. we just had. Again, zero passes into the penalty area. Yeah. There was not a single pass that makes it in there. That's not going to ultimately result in success. And I mean, I think like, the, you know, going to Pat's point, while Conway hasn't been in much, he hasn't shown anything either when he's in like i don't disagree with him but when you really think about it he hasn't he he has not had a solid run of form let's you know you count his minutes you know sparse minutes at the end maybe 5 10 15 it built it built to at 20 minutes at one point then it goes back down to getting subbed in around the 90th minute he has had really two genuine opportunities of sustained playing time his first the first open cup where he actually showed a few flashes and was the most uh, attacking player on the pitch and then on Wednesday against New Mexico, he played one half, was subbed out because, I mean, no one was doing anything. I'm not sure if Arteaga would bring him him was the right move. But like at that point, it's really a toss up of I don't know if Conway was going to do anything because he wasn't getting the service. I still think as a striker, it is very difficult to come in without a sustained period of trying to get the job done. I still want to see Conway start an actual USL championship match 
for at least one or two matches in a row and actually get some build-up play behind him, not just one half. Let him go a full 90 or at least 75, 80 minutes. See what he can do. Look, I, I'll say this now, though, because the Arteaga thing comes up all the time. It does. Um, it has done since, quite frankly, he was signed. We've had Michael in there, which is why when Michael brings up a, a, a forward not doing the yeah. job, I know exactly who he's referring to <laughs> mm-hmm. because he's always been in the uh, unconvinced of Arteaga train. Let's put it's it that it way. Very lightly. Um, yeah. Very lightly. I think it's worth noting here that, look, we, we've had conversations on this show before about individual players in the past. Yeah. Artiaga does not match up with the way that we've discussed some of those players in the past. I'll give the perfect example mm. of the guy that we thought had no business being at this club. And it wasn't a, a slight on him, but last season it was Lamin Jaune. Mm-hmm. He had no real business being at this club. He did sure. not possess the... Uh, technical abilities, I don't think, to play at this level seriously for a team that has expectations. Um, I just don't think he did. That's not how I feel about Manuel Arteaga, but I do feel as though, at the end of the day, he's not on good form. Mm-hmm. He needs, I think, at the minimum, just a, a bit of a break, a bit of a break from yeah. the pressures of starting. 100%. Um, to try and get out of this funk, because it's just not working. At the moment, it's not working. If you are missing sitters like that on a regular mm basis which he is you are not putting them on target you are not forcing saves out of the goalkeeper something is wrong and i just think like he needs a break he needs to take that step back and uh i mean michael's of course arguing in there that no artiaga apparently is in that same conversation where it looks as as lamin javane is kind of where he's hinting at but artiaga needs to i think take a take a spell off of the field i mean we've seen prominent players not getting called into the 18 mm-hmm. um so far and i mean darnell king is a perfect example of that we've had a few games now where he's not been in the match day squad yeah. so far this season um I, I think that no one should be beyond the reproach of the, the thought that they wouldn't start um he hasn't been really productive lately and i, I think that yeah, he, he should probably be dropped for Jackson Conway at this point. And that's yeah. the thing, again, Conway may not have done much in that first half against New Mexico where we're showing it, but there's a difference here. And the difference is is that Conway's not being given regular uh, lengthy playing time to try right. and build that format. Well, I would also say that even if he hasn't done much in the positive direction, he hasn't done anything in the negative direction. I haven't and seen him miss a city Well, so and far. as sad as that is, yeah. like that's kind of where we're at is if you're not... Be harming the team or being negative in that aspect like Arteaga has been you have no choice but to start you know like the alternative like what do you have to lose at this point yeah I, I look I seriously think that it, we, we are getting to the point now whereby Manuel Arteaga should should not be starting at this point in time mm-hmm. I mean Michael he said he's not Jaune he had no business in this league about Lamin Jaune yeah. I tend to agree um, I mean, Lamin Jaune was a perfect example of how to miss sitters as well. Yeah, but he was very quick. He didn't do very I mean, much I, technically. The, I mean, the I, difference that I keep seeing that we keep seeing is it's not like Artiaga. You know, I think his positioning definitely needs to improve, but it's not like he's not getting his fair share of chances. It, the issue is he's getting his chances and completely bungling them. I think people's ineffectiveness or downness on Jackson Conway is always not doing much. But, like, show me, other than that match, the first Open Cup match against um, uh, Greenville, show me an, uh, an opportunity where he's gotten legitimate chances consistently and pair that with a solid stretch of minutes to actually back that up. And then you can tell me, oh, but he still hasn't produced. I haven't seen either of those two things happen at the same time. Like, he's not giving consistent minutes. He's not giving consistent service. No wonder he's not going to produce. Like, that's you have to have the ball in order to score. That's kind of how yeah. this sport works. <laughs> tends to be the case. Tends to be yeah. the case. It does tend to be yeah. the case. I'm... Look, I, I'm just going to draw the line, I think, under this Arteaga debate. We can, we, we, can, we can go in we circles talk, We can talk man. for, for yeah. hours about who should be starting. Um, but I, I will add this, though, to the to the list. We're not sure yet as to whether Danny Trejo will be available mm. for tomorrow's game. The word out of one today was quite simple. Emil Cuejo needs a few days, so he will not be playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Gabby Torres, he's still out for a long, slightly longer period here. He had an MCL injury. Um, the word seems to be positive out of him. He's making good progress. So 
I'm quite confident that in the coming weeks we'll see mm-hmm. more and more of him starting to integrate into training. Um, but again, patience. Yeah. Danny Trejo, who has been Rising's top scorer so far, who is, I think, the guy you are turning to at the moment. It's not Manuel Artiaga, it's mm-hmm. not Fede Varela even, who we were almost expecting. Yeah. The guy we're, ter- we're turning to as a club right now to take a game and just turn it around when you need that is Danny Trejo. Yeah. He is a pretty much a game, almost a game time decision, right? Um, yeah. He's, they said they make a decision today probably, but even then it's running it fine. They're not sure if he's going to be fit or not to play in this game. So, that's a concern to me. And it's a concern when you don't have Danny Trejo available. It then becomes a question of, you know, at the end of the day, who's who's Trejo's real replacement? Who who steps up and takes that kind of a move, that, yeah. that kind of a lead? Um, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I mean, I don't, I, know. I don't think you, don't have, you don't have a like for like, certainly. No. I mean, maybe someone who... Who's the uh, finisher? I, I, it's... Someone who even is in the possibility of creating even a semblance of like the same creativeness is, I mean, maybe Fede, but like not at all to the same level. And he's, even he's a Fede's different type of player. Of a, Fede's more of the guy who sets you up. That's I what think, I'm saying. He's, a, he's not He's not going to create necessarily his own shot. He's going to set people yeah. up. He's maybe has that yeah. creativity, but there, that's the thing. You, I'm not going to say we've lived and died by how Danny Trejo plays, but you can certainly tell when he's in the lineup and when he's not. You know, Thomas does bring up a good point. Carlos Harvey, I mean, who isn't in the squad well, this weekend? That's the other thing. He's he not. He's, he's not in the squad this weekend. He, he brings. I mean, I also would say he's a distributor, but he and he's a Mister Everything. He, that, mm. that guy does everything. I would say he's even more invaluable than Trejo, just because of everything that he does on oh, the yeah. pitch. But if you're he talking, scores goals, he scores goals. He wins the ball. He gets the ball out the back line. He gets into fights with the referee in some way, shape, yes, or form. Does. Yes, the he, guy does everything. The guy does yeah. everything. No, but and, and he's a very, very good player. <laughs> no, he is. But if you're talking about like a pure attacking sense, we really don't have that like for like, especially when this team isn't getting and going offensively. I mean, you have, you have to think from Wednesday's match. You're going to see a lot of turnover in different ways. You can see a team where they're certainly subbing goalkeepers. They could be subbing their striker. They're going to be without Carlos Harvey. They're going to be um, even from Saturday's match without a number of key guys who are still, you know, coming back from injury. This team has not had a healthy run of form. And especially now where you now have attacking guys getting in and out of the mix. It's... It it does not get any easier. No, no, it doesn't. It does not get easier. And... and Look, you know what I will say, though, here? Looking back at that New Mexico game, and it's hard to say this. It's very hard to say this. That goal that won it for New Mexico may in some ways be a blessing in disguise. Uh, how? 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 <laughs> Please remind me. Phoenix Rising was playing with 10 men. Yeah. They've already played a half of 10 men in this short week. Mm-hmm. They played another half with 10 men in that game. Mm-hmm. Could they have coped with another half hour and still had gas in the tank come tomorrow? Mm. I think that mm. in that kind of case, the idea of battling for another half hour could have been incredibly detrimental to their their chances this weekend. I think that some of the people would just be... I mean, that's the thing you have to remember. When you're playing with 10, it's it's going to take a, exert a lot more energy. It's true. Is what you need to actually keep in there. I'd be concerned in a team that's already dealing consistently with injury crisis. You could see another person go down. Now, I say that through, it's it's with pain. You don't want to lose to New Mexico. No one wants to. But I'm not sure that this team necessarily could have handled another 30 minutes down to 10 men. That's that's the point here. Uh, I think it's a concern. I, it would have been a concern. I get what you're coming from and, 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 and you're, losing you're, a guy due to injury because of overexertion in those kind of moments would have been a much worse it would have been. you're very you know you're very practical and you're you're very rational in your approach but you don't want to appreciate that but hell no no man you're wrong as hell absolutely not no 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 and, no, not, and not just this not just not just the result that you're now out of the open cup but like the psyche, the psyche, man. Like, I, even to hold on, and even if you, I'm not saying you want to lose that match at all, but like, you Max, are, it was Albuquerque. I wanted to get back to no, the hotel room, know, sleep, and get on the plane as quickly even, as possible. Even being able to stretch it um, to extra time at the least, like, I, that helps the confidence of this team where, like, man, you're down after you're going into halftime, you're going to the second half, down a man, down a goal. Like, I. I don't know. I don't buy into it. I think this team, are they stacked with death? Death? Absolutely not, especially with all these injuries. But um, no, I, yeah. I think you're wrong. Worth noting as well, by the way, <laughs> Babakajai, of course, is not suspended mm-hmm. for uh, 
for the game tomorrow. That's a great call out. He was sent off on Wednesday, yes, but the suspensions apply solely within U.S. Open Cup. Certainly. Well, so. we are, we are, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom a bit on, on, on after Wednesday's match, but is there, perhaps there's a, a shining light. Ooh, as I absolutely bashed my mic in. Uh, is there a shining light? Uh, Max is here to trash the place today, <laughs> yeah. He, the Max ground. is showing the anger now as he trashes the place that Wangero was showing after the game. And it was, yeah. look, I, I know I mm-hmm. tweeted about it. We spoke about it after the game. I don't think I've seen him that you, emotional. You told you told you in let it you let in with that. Like I, to me on the side, it's like I, you, you, when you had to text me, I was like, "Oh snap, okay." Like he was very emotional yeah. at that point, and this is a guy who I have known throughout his tenure as an assistant coach here in 2021. Uh, when he arrived last year, I've spent copious hours around this guy this year. I have never seen him get in the way that he he was after that game. Yeah, that had clearly gotten to him the way they lost that game. And I, I, I mean, I, I like it. I like to see a manager who actually cares about these results, who's, who's not just going to brush things off. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like the it's, people check in the bother. They be, be nice, be nice, Michael. Be nice, the gully. But it's um, look, I, I like to see someone who is yeah. actually, to be clear here, not just saying the word bother, but looks bothered. Yeah. I like that. I like someone yeah. who's actually taking those results to heart to a degree. As he should. Um, yeah. And he said after the game, of course, that he was going to speak to his players. He was going to have to talk to them about how that first half performance, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. This meant something, that game, and they couldn't put that out. They had to start from minute one. Yep. It couldn't be from minute 46. So yeah. should we have a listen now, actually, to... There was a follow-up from today from training. Should we have a quick listen to what Juan said about that conversation he had with the players and, and their reaction to it? The conversation with the team went well. At the end of the day, we're in a business that we can win games, we'll, we'll, we'll tie games, and, and we'll lose games. At the end of the day, I, I know the value that I have in that locker room. I know the players that I have in that locker room, and, and all of them are ambitious, all of them want to grow, all of them want to be successful. And, uh, and, and listen, we, we're bothered, we're, we're hurt about what happened on Wednesday night. That's, that's now in the past, we can't touch that. We can't touch what's ahead of us. And that's what I told them. I told them that we needed to look at ourselves in the mirror. We needed to reflect about what happened. There's areas that we need to keep improving and they must improve. There's other areas that we're doing a good job, but I needed them to reflect and understand that that we need more, that we need more than and playing with 10 men in that second half, the character, the braveness, how aggressive and intense we were. We, we, we now need to make sure that we can do that since since minute one. And that's that's what I want to see from them. I want to see that since since minute one, because I know it's there. And I also told them that they have they have my full support. It's easy to support people and, and hug them and bring them up when when they're winning and, and when they're doing, doing things well. And not everybody supports, protects, and bring people up and, and, and still shows up to, to work the next day with the same attitude when results don't go your way. And I want them to understand that they're going to get out of me the same person. I know who they are. I'm just going to challenge them and push them to be at their best. And once we're at our best and we find the consistency that we want, I think us as coaches, the players, and the fan base, we're all going to have a very good time together. I mean, what would you make from his response? Look, I, I think it's... I mean, this is more polished, of course. Um, I, I think there's a there's a point to be made that the boys do get it. Um, there's Juan, I think, is more the, the way that he approaches these compared to Rick. Um, and I I know we harped on about Rick a lot last year, um, and obviously he is no longer here now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel as though just the way that Juan cultivates perhaps the individual relationships with his players allows him to to go in and have these kind of hard conversations with them. And as he says in there, look, they're all just the the nature of the squad that he's got, though. They get it. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the important thing. Um, I I feel as though it needs to be properly stressed that this is now, you know, after after what what we saw on Wednesday, they need a degree of redemption, I think, as a squad. They need to... Uh, actually get out there and put that fight in and show the fans that mm-hmm. they hear it, they understand oh, it, certainly. they care about this club and that's what they want to they want to actually achieve something here because again, Wednesday was just such a such a disappointment that it's hard. You have to rebound from that. You have to. Yeah. Well, and I think like the thing to keep in mind is like, the, you know, a lot of these players, they have played throughout the world. They have played at, you know, um, 
high no disrespect to usl championship but like higher levels no, than you than, than, yeah. than usl yeah. um these are guys who not all of them are like starting their careers they're a bit more tenure in these careers and yet they're also not our rising lifers you know like the mo the vast majority of this team this is their first season with rising so it's not something that you have to give them like necessarily like you know we have to play for the fans or you need to rise to the occasion like it helps but they know that and i'm not i'm not saying that Juan's off base here what i'm saying is anyone saying this is a lack of effort or a lack of getting up for it and i've even said i even said on wednesday i'm i'm i i think my words were along the lines of like you need to show some fight and it's not in the sense of an effort sense it's more of rising to the occasion of when this team is not showing the attack, you need to, even if it's trying stuff and it doesn't come quite, doesn't quite come off, or you are not afraid to just be a bit daring. I think to me, that's the thing where sometimes you mm -hmm. try to see a bit too polished or a bit too build up. And there is a time and place for that. But to me, for well, this team, mm -hmm. you got to keep, I think you just need to get a bit more adventurous. So to I speak. think though, and it's, this is the one thing that, I mean, building off of that with the adventurous side of things. Juan has always... I mean, we, we've spoken about the downside of perhaps Juan's style of play, right? The the possession-based style of play that can lend itself on times to doing things that are perhaps more conservative in nature. Sure. They aren't as aggressive. It's more about kind of keeping possession. Um, I think there's another part to this, which is that Juan's focus on times on process, I agree broadly with it. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Sure. Not everything can be judged ultimately by the score sheets, especially at the end of you know, at the end of a, a first couple of games mm -hmm. whereby you haven't really gotten into full swing and you're still working on things and all of that. But there's also a danger sometimes of overemphasizing process in such a way that you ignore the fact this is a results business. You have to win those games mm -hmm. and you don't always take perhaps the risks or the show the same degree of cutthroat nature that maybe they showed in that second mm -hmm. half against New Mexico on times. I mean, there were still things that could be worked on in that second half. There were still moments where they didn't quite show the urgency that they needed. I think there was a, a couple of moments after they conceded that second goal where it was just like, you know, kind of wind it up, boys. Yeah. Come on, run, move. <clears throat> you don't have to pass it around at the back. Yeah. Um, not in that kind of a moment. You need to be more urgent. But they show more of that desire when they are forced into a position with their backs against the wall. Certainly. And I do wonder if it's there's elements again of just don't over egg the process based on times yeah. because you have to you have to remember at the end of the day you will not make the playoffs based on the number of passes you make yeah you will make the playoffs based on the number of games you win by putting the ball in the back of the net and if you yeah. have to take risks if you have to sometimes change things up just because that's what the situation calls for you have to do maybe take the 50 percent pass rather than the 70 percent pass because 50 percent pass has got a better chance of immediately turning into a very good chance yeah you've got to take them and yeah. that's perhaps something the one thing that we see sometimes missing because the passing can be quite i think safe yeah well i mean like like we said there's there's difference between passing and possession that's empty stats and passing possession where you are constantly putting a defense under the cosh, under pressure. We have not seen that at this point this season. Really, most of the attacking chances have actually come from direct balls. And that's that's where I say, I don't, it doesn't, adventurous doesn't necessarily have to mean direct. Adventurous, and to me, just has to be like putting a team consistently under surge and necessarily passing around your defense or passing around the back. And that's all you're doing, to me, isn't necessarily that. But we'll see, especially him talking to the team, especially maybe after these last uh, two poor results playing men down, maybe something will be brewing a bit well, better. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I will slightly interject there, and I don't think San Antonio was a poor result. It's a draw. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a poor result. Poor, well, a draw away we, to San Antonio we, we, is a good we, we, result. We talked, we talked about it as in the sense of like the first half. 
Like yeah, the, the moments face, of the, the first half. No, over, overall, no, I, I, overall, I agree overall, with you. We there. like the result. We'll I take. agree with yes. you there. The one-all draw, though, to me is it. Yeah, it's, no, it's a sure. solid point. Again, the the performance in the sense of like the lack of attack overall. That's that's yeah. undeniable. Yeah, yeah but I'd agree. Hopefully, something will be brewing within this team. But you know, we'll be brewing is our friends at Four Peaks Brewing Company. Oh my goodness, we are already building the tower the right smirk now on his with, face. <laughs> with, that one. We're already building. Max the, is having a real banner day for. Just patting himself on the back. We like. are already building the tower with the Suns Brew and the Kilt Lifter. Thank you for those of us who joined last night at the PHNX NFL Draft Day Live, where our Cardinal, PHNX Cardinals team went live for like four hours talking to the first round NFL draft. They are literally in the other studio right now doing it again for day two. So we yeah, they're out there now. We appreciate it's... yeah, appreciate everyone who came out, enjoyed some Redbird Lager, all that good stuff. So no, thank you guys again. You guys know where to find. Them what are at, you drinking at the moment? Max? I mean, I'm drinking the Suns Brew. You're drinking the Suns Brew. You're I've got drinking another Kilty. You're seeing, yeah, you're seeing the tower being built. But uh, no, appreciate our friends at Four Peaks supporting us during everything going on. Of course, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. I see Mikey Suns in five. Suns in five. And uh, you know who else uh, we're going to be supporting? Ah, the walking talking uh, advert supporting, is Supporting uh, during this during this uh, time frame is of course our friends at Circle K. Circle K it's just so gosh darn hot out that I would love to cool off and what a couple ways to do that you know with a nice cold iced coffee. Can I, can a, I give a shout out actually course, yes, Circle yes. K for being the only landmark anywhere near to my hotel in Albuquerque. Well done. Well that's, done. I would say that's an institution absolutely in the institution. best way. In the best way. Mostly because there's nothing else there. Dang. Um, there was nothing else around that hotel. Oh uh, boy um but there was a circle k and the gas was cheap yeah gas, gas, gas is the very gas good gas is very comparable to a lot of others but yeah. very competitive yes uh circle k absolutely love them again if you haven't done so already make sure you text ph next to 31310 we will be having an updated little uh promotion for you that should be dropping next week possibly even monday so stay tuned mm -hmm. if you haven't done already again you know what to text to what number but uh check us out next week Love our friends of Circle K. Oh, Devin, thank you for the win. Uh, Circle K hats, pretty, pretty good. No big deal. But hey, thank you, our friends at Circle K. Shall we take a look at Rising's opponent <laughs> tomorrow? Uh, Loudon United, Mr. Owen Evans. You're gonna have to prop your head back up, sir, because you know you did have a chance to talk to one. It's again. still a hot mic. Oh, I'm sorry. is it? Is it just it's taking up hat. a lot? Okay, you it's know what? The I got yeah. you. There we I got are. you. I got you. Okay. That's fair. Okay. You, you did have a chance to talk to Juan um, a bit about this coming match. You did actually hear a bit from Juan. Yeah. yeah. So uh, some some talk with him about how what's really going right for Loudon United. Yeah. You know, if we look at Loudon at the moment, they're currently in in fourth in the in the East. So yeah. they're doing well. It's a team that's historically been a big struggler um, in terms of just sitting. I know, they're a big wooden spoon team, aren't they? Really, they've. Um, Finished low down the, the table quite a bit, and that was when they were a reserve team for DC United. Now they are finally free mm. from the DC United mm. kind of uh, trap that they were stuck yeah. in just being the reserve team. Uh, so, yeah, they're having a good season. Why don't we have a li quick listen now, actually, to what Juan had to say about what's behind that success in his mind. Dowden is a club that, uh, that, that played well, even though last year sometimes the results didn't go their way. When you saw them play, the, the idea was clear in each phase of the game. That just means that they're, they're, they're well coached. When you watch them play, you, you have an idea and understanding of what they want to do. The difference for me this year is that now, now the coaching staff has freedom. They have freedom to decide and, and pick how they want to play and how they want to do things. Last year, they were they had to follow a different model from the first team of DC United. So this year is different, and within that freedom, I've seen growth. They also had the ability to, to scout, recruit, and bring in the players that they wanted to bring into that system. And individually, those players are going, a few of their players are going through a, through a very high um, performance, let's say, curve. So that being together with the collective, makes them a, a very good team this year so it's it should be a good game tomorrow actually cannot wait to to put our players on the field and and face a team that it's a that is going to play a similar style of play but they have a different formation i mean that's certainly a bit gives some shed some light onto how they're kind of dare i say coming out of nowhere this year so far well, it's, it's a change 
that's always going to have a drastic impact because it's a change in the priority. Mm -hmm. In this case now, Land United are a team that are actually looking to go out there and win games. In the past, winning games was secondary. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't really care if they won or lost. Mm -hmm. Their main role was a development team. It's kind of like a, a minor league team, to be honest, any of the American oh, sports. Sure. Do you really care necessarily if they're winning trophies no you just want them to be playing people in the right kind of way and making sure they're developing correctly that's how Loudon were mm -hmm. but Loudon now are no longer that team mm -mm. they're not those guys anymore they are a a team that are actually out here to try and do something now their current form is very much propped up by something it's, is it not max it, it very much is so they have won a long run of home games yeah they have the they have won their last four matches with the last three being all of them at home all, last three being clean sheets but here's the thing is they have only played and this includes open cup competition they've only played two matches away from home yeah that's pretty staggering yeah now admittedly two of those wins i believe were cup games weren't they max <sighs> North Carolina mm -hmm. and Flower City Union, but mm -hmm. um, by the way, yeah, they, they still. I mean, they beat Birmingham Legion, they beat Oakland Roots, mm -hmm. scoring five goals, conceding none in those two home games. So, yeah, I mean, as a as a group, they they they're definitely one to not treat yeah. as the Loudon of old, and that's interesting because I think that last year when Rising actually met Loudon, that was to me seeing how the fan base reacted i'm intrigued how you guys in the chat react now mm -hmm. um although i mean i'm basing this off of what our chat was like on that night <laughs> and our twitter was like on that night i think that was a large turning point in the way that last season went i think that was a point whereby a lot of fans really lost faith yep. in rick shantz um i think that was kind of the evidence of just the the real serious decline in that team last year because at one point rising was losing to a quite frankly pathetic yeah. loudon team last year and they were pathetic yeah. they came off a loss to atlanta united uh two mm -hmm. the week before yeah and they come up and play phoenix rising at one stage in that game loudon were winning that game 4-1 yeah it's a tough it's a it's rising a get look. the two goals in stoppage time so it's 4-3 it looks more it looks good but you gotta watch, you gotta watch it doesn't look good match. he lost to loudon yeah. i mean yeah. <laughs> no loss to loudon especially look, look good in, DC look good in the sense of the scoreline if you're not paying attention but yes if you're they, actually they want, were battered they were played off the right but if you want if you watch game. the actual thing it's like a 4-3 that doesn't tell the whole story no doesn't doesn't do it just i mean this team has to be willing to step you know step up and proverbially fight you know anyone on, on loud and you know on off the pitch um you know it's just a it's something that the team really has to take to heart and you even mentioned that there's a couple players on Loudon that really need to watch out for. And the chat's already saying it. I mean, Zach Ryan is definitely Ryan. a main guy to look at. I definitely watch him, yeah. But he's a 24-year-old, <laughs> yeah. scored five goals for him so far this year in league competition. And, you know, that's interesting to me because in his professional season last year, his first professional season, he didn't really look in that kind of form. Mm -hmm. He didn't score that many goals for Rebels too. Yeah. He didn't score that many goals when he... I, I didn't score goals when he was with the first team of Rebels. But he... Um, he ultimately left there, Simon Loud, and, and now all of a sudden he's he's finding his form. Mm -hmm. He actually plays in some ways mm -hmm. uh, kind of like that Danny Trejo. He's behind the striker. Mm -hmm. He's not the center forward. Sure. He's behind him. So you're looking at that guy just trailing behind there, and he's had some real success in that role. Um, I, I think that he's definitely one. You've got to pay attention to him. You cannot lose him in those spots because he will, can and will punish you mm -hmm. if you if you don't track him well i mean again the guy scored five goals so far this season yeah that's that's not to be sniffed at no, in the slightest not at all no especially when i mean the rising team lead right now is uh three goals so you know it's not apples to apples but even apples to oranges definitely uh more goals there on the loudon side another player uh that you were talking to me about is khalil el medkar yeah yeah el medkar is actually a guy who creates a lot of chances mm -hmm. 12 chances um so far this season, it's resulting in two assists, one goal, just in league games, as of course. Actually, if you look at his cup game in midweek as well, he had a goal, he had an assist. Those aren't counted in the, the numbers that I gave you. But he's a left winger. And what that, when you actually look at how Loudon play, mm -hmm. um, they often look to try and exploit those wings. They look to kind of try and, and, and 
play it out. They find gaps behind the fullback sometimes. Certainly. We saw that against Birmingham Legion when they put three goals on them. Um, Rising a bit of a different team because they play with an additional centre-back compared mm-hmm. to Legion. So that does change the dynamics there a little bit. But they will look for those spaces behind the fullbacks if they can find it and play up the wings. But actually, we do have a... Uh, quick little thing to look at here with their uh, the way they were attacking against Oakland Roots in that last game. Now, you mentioned their Khalil playing. Uh, he's a winger. He plays on the mm-hmm. left. We want to talk about how important he is. I mean, that's Look pretty, at how they attacked in that game against Oakland Roots. Look at the, the way right that they were entering that final third. And you see they were doing so on the left-hand side. 44.4% well, there, um, of the time. They were going down that left wing. Yeah, I mean, for the for those who are listening on audio, forty four point four percent of attacks down the left hand side, roughly twenty nine percent of attacks through the middle, and then about twenty seven percent of attacks on the right hand side. Again, this was Loudon's last USL Championship match, which was against the Oakland Roots, and that's a very heavy disparity. I mean, something right where you're already thinking for Rising, who's going to be over on that side? I mean, especially that's something. Um, excuse me very much, especially down that attacking side where you're going to have, you know, Uzo, you're going to most likely have um, Uzo and Kev, where especially when Uzo, he likes to move forward. He's definitely, you know, not in a defender role, but when he's going forward, that's going to leave a lot of potentially one-on-one situations. And that's really going to be influencing really how a uh, rising defense, that's going to be a very interesting matchup, you know, really talking it, it out. It is. But I mean, just to talk a bit more broadly about those two guys that we were talking about, Zach Ryan, Kalila Medica. Um, both of those guys is worth noting. Young, mm-hmm. you got Ryan is twenty three. Almedka is uh, sorry. Ryan is twenty four. Almedka is twenty three. Both of them last year made appearances with an MLS team. Yeah. Um, Ryan with Red Bull and Almedka with FC Dallas. Um, in in this case, both of them let go. They end up signing with Loudon. Young, promising upcoming yeah. players. And they're showing it with this Loudoun United side. I think that's the key thing here. You're looking at guys now who are a little bit different to what they used to be. DC United, you had really young guys in there in some cases of the the 15, 16 range. Now you're looking at guys who are in that 23, 24 range. Again, they are players who are, you know, developing. They're still not quite there yet. But some of these guys are genuinely quite quite decent players absolutely no well it's going to be very interesting how this match plays out but you know we did want to have a little fun a bit uh towards the end here definitely uh Horsing around a bit, if you will, talking about... Horsing around. Oh, no, he's ruining it already. Talking about, uh, you know, Loudon's crest. And we we never want to badge, uh, you know, uh, never bash a badge too much. No, we do. This is one where, I mean, the explanation of this is really quite fascinating. We do have a graphic for you. We started here by just discussing. We started discussing. I turned to Max here. Why on earth does this horse have wings? Um, and then we of, looked it up. For those of you who are familiar, it looks a bit like uh, a Montucky Cold Snack, their old logo. For those of you who get that reference, just, uh, you know, it, maybe it's but niche, anyway, but uh, yes, Let's have a read out. This is how Loudon explain it. The horse pays respect to the near billion dollar equine industry in Loudon County, which is a point of pride for many. Um, cool. I want I, I to, w- to, I would love to chat to chime in. Um, you know, we do not uh, discriminate against horses around here, but... um. Point of, I didn't know there's a billion dollar industry for um, Apparently horses so. in, in Loudon. So. In Loudon, go go figure. But and the wing, yes, the wing, the wing the represents wing. again to quote Loudon here on their website. The wing represents the tie to parent club DC United, which now DC have a small stake, but not much of one left, mm-hmm. and elevates the Loudon United horse to mythical proportions. Okay, so so if you are uh, elevating your own club in some way, shape, or form to mythical proportions while bringing in the wooden spoon year after year, you're, you're, I'm sorry. You're telling what? me it's you, you're that's the most elaborate way for saying it's a unicorn that I've ever heard. That it doesn't have a horn. No, that doesn't have a horn. Can we pull the graphic one more time, please? I'm. It's you're just a you're horse t- with what is wing. that? What is that it's little a horse tip with wing? What is that tip an on the ear? N- I, it's ear. It might it's be, an ear. It might be a stubby horn, but it might be a it's horn. An ear, Max. It's saying mythical proportions. It's an ear. No, you know what? It's not a horn. I want to believe. It's I want to believe. It's an ear. Thank you, Liam. Oh. Our producer Liam. It's an ear. I'm up now. It's an ear. I choose to live. How's the horse meant to hear? <laughs> okay, this magical <laughs> flying horse with wings. How is it meant to hear things, Max? I. 
How is it meant to hear your bad ad transitions? Come on. Damn. I mean, you know, unicorns, they just got it. Maybe they hear through the through the through the horn. It's like echolocation, like a bat or something. I don't know. Oh, I'm yeah, not it just hears for the metaverse. I'm not you know, a horse slash like that. unicorn not, yeah. expert, but uh you know, we it's, can it's make a, up more stuff. Why, why don't we? It I is. Mean, it is, that is quite the. Um, why is one leg so buff? Also, what the heck is the the back leg looks like a genie tail? Like, what is that? It, it's like a it's like a wavy. Pegasus and <laughs> That's a good one. I okay. like it. I like okay. it. I am now referring to him in the post game show as Pegasus United, regardless of the result. Thank you, Digoli. I appreciate that ammo. Um. I, I I enjoy looking at um, you know different teams uh, explanations for things like that, and we we gotta do this now for you know we've established a precedent. We gotta do this well, now. We get weird ones. Every, not everyone, but uh, we get ones that no, are good. No, but here's the thing: it was already a weird enough looking logo, but the explanation made it. And I, you oh, know, yeah, bad you, explanations are always atrocious. But you the know, but that's the thing: you know that every team, no matter how dull or random that that is gonna look like, they are going to have some random explanation for it. So we're gonna have poke fun oh, yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. We're gonna keep it on tap just like our friends at valley tap room you know they always got the fun activities going on there whether it's the karaoke the trivia tuesdays the bar crawls all the different jazz they got four peaks there they have wine there on tap they have all different types of drinks um and they have a wonderful outdoor patio oh and i've been there um we you know, actually, and well, uh, you know, we, we need to make it out um, to uh, the uh, Trivia Tuesday again. You know, we actually, we should actually plan this. Maybe uh, we'll do some uh, thinking for, before tomorrow's post game. But we actually, um, little spoiler, we're not going to have a Tuesday show next no, week. So there could be, maybe per- perhaps start. maybe we'll do a little uh, Trivia Tuesday meetup for, uh, for those of you. Grab some food, and grab dinner I, from a nearby I hear place. Owner, I hear will buy a beer. Yeah. No, Max is buying the beers and I hear he's even going to buy some food. All right, gosh darn it. Anyway, no, or you can bring your way. Or you can bring your own food to Valley Tapper. We love them. Check them out. The 202 and Gilbert's. Um, and then, you know, maybe to fuel up for a little Valley Tapper, check out our friends at OG's Brands. We love them, with whether it's the Sleep Edition with the Aqua enjoy Berry. Enjoy that trivia even more. Oh, yeah, seriously. Enjoy that trivia. Uh, whether it's the Aqua Berry Sleep Edition, the Happy Balance, the Indicas of the Tivas, all the different things. The Orange Cream Skull, you know, support the suns. Nice little suns color in there. You know where to find them at OGEZ. It's a very tenuous support the suns. Um, well, not officially, certainly, but definitely if you like the color scheme. But check out OGEZbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near, new, near you. You must be 21 years or older to enjoy we are Can now. Can you tell it's yeah. been a long week? I mean, it has been, it has <laughs> been a long week. Um, we are going to go around the usl but for me one question here oh, actually yes. uh oh, yes. from merge gaming how of do you course. think Loudon will be coming off a five nil win Ooh. in the open cup i wouldn't question. read too much into it they were playing at flower city union it's a nisa team look it's good for confidence but they were beating up a much weaker team um is how i'd put it yeah so yeah good yeah. for confidence yeah. not sure that it necessarily tells you too yeah. much their, their opponent definitely wilted under the pressure um no but before we get into the usl and going around there and looking at some upcoming matchups you know it is tradition we do have to give a score prediction oh we do we do we do we do we do um oh god what hmm. did I say earlier? You, you, say you, you were, you were chatting with me. I think you mentioned a 2-1. 2-1 Rising, yeah. That's it. You did. Uh, you know, that's a, it's a pretty bold claim, knowing that Rising really hasn't had a massive success scoring uh, two goals. They have, you know, done it, a, a, you know, twice this season. But really, you're pl- facing a team where they're coming off three consecutive clean sheets. Rising is a horrible run of form. I'm going to go 1-1 with the boost at home, given the fact that Loudon has only played two matches away from their home. So 1-1 Rising down the middle um i will even name the goal scorer give me regardless whether he is coming off the bench or starting and i really hope he's starting give me jackson conway i, I feel jackson it conway. i feel it I- i'm gonna manifest i'm gonna manifest it to all hell we get we want your of course the chat please give us your predictions i'm already seeing like coming through with a carlos will draw okay two nil to Ma- says michael okay okay i, I, okay. I get these yeah i'm i'm that's fair. That's All fair. Right. Well, keep keep them coming through, damn it. Brace, get out of here. Brace, Michael. Stop with this, this freaking guy. All right, Andrew, two you. one two one rising. Appreciate that, Devin. One zero rising. Free, appreciate you clarifying. Keep them coming through. While we're doing that, I mean, man, 
You uh, we did we did get some news within the new SL. A prominent figure is stepping down. Yeah, Jake Edwards. He keeps ducking my interviews, and now he's leaving. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh man. How many times? How many times have we had something almost set up and then pulls out? Mm. And now he's just pulling out of the league. So um, Jake will move on. There are new people coming in. His role is being split up um, in some ways. So. I'm not surprised about this, given the way that the the league was moving. Um, the roles are being split up. Of mm. course, there there is existing a CEO role, yeah. COO role, all of those things that apply USL wide. Yeah. Um, in this case, what you're looking at now is a split up between uh, quite how you know. In the past, Jake Edwards kind of ruled over a lot of it, um, sure. regardless. Whereas in now, what you're seeing is is actually a a separate person, I do have the name written down here. I continue to uh, inevitably forget it. Uh, it is dun, Jeremy Allenbaugh mm. mm. will take over uh, the championship here. With Leo Neal is going to become the League yeah. One president. So I get it. Um, of course, we 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 know that on the women's side they had a separate Super League president. So with that already existing, it doesn't surprise me mm -hmm. that they are pulling these people away. Um, I mean, of course, Amanda Vandervoort, we actually mm -hmm. actually managed to speak to her at the media meetings Absolutely. on a previous episode of the PH Next Rising podcast back in July of was, last yeah, year. Yeah, yep. uh -huh. That was a while ago, uh -huh. back at the media oh meetings. Gosh. But um, and and she's from Tucson as well. Yep. But um, it's not a surprise to me necessarily that they've gone that way. Now, how how that works long term, how uh, Alamo really fits into this kind of set up how it how it looks in the end i don't know we'll see um we'll have to give it time um he comes from chattanooga originally chattanooga fc um in nisa he joined usl about a month ago prior to chattanooga he's also with st louis fc yeah um which back in the day he was their gm um We'll have to see. I mean, again, it's hard to tell. Um, but a lot of the other main kind of high-level people there, mm -hmm. Alec Papadakis, obviously, is still the CEO. Uh, Justin Papadakis is the chief operating officer. We don't question too many things about that, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, the chief, you know, various other important people are in, sure. are in there, still all the same. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a... But I will say that Jake Edwards being here shift. for a decade, the league has changed so much. Oh, for his, sure. It's quite it's quite the tenure. shift. It's like nine-day shift from when oh, he yeah. started. And that's even, an understatement. Even, even looking like to when I first remember... Shoot, even five years ago, my gosh. I, I mean, looking at what... When I, when I first have seen a game, 2014 maybe, when I first saw a game involving USL teams, yeah. that was back Arizona United. Oh, yeah. And it's night and day, the league between then and now what it is took no, nowhere even he close took, he took reno from us i'm just kidding <laughs> took reno from you. no reno took, no, reno reno took, took it took yeah. that, that's kind of dark saying it out loud but uh very true yes um let's get out of there and go towards some, yeah, of, the, some, of, the some of the matchups for this some weekend of the games who your wow. who I'll, give you, your senses. I'll give you a, a one initially off the bat uh -huh. that to me is an interesting one detroit city tampa bay rowdies completely unopposed and that 1 p.m. Arizona time slot. Oh. You know why it intrigues me? Because Detroit have been atrocious, and Tampa Bay have been nowhere near their expectations. Mm. I want to see who comes out in that one. The game's at Keyworth, 1 o'clock Arizona time kickoff. Make sure to check that one out. Probably worth a watch. Um, looking at some of these other games. I mean, oh, you've got a, a repeat of a game that was a true classic last year. Every time those sides met, Memphis, Memphis 901, Louis. Louisville City, Memphis 901, not very good this year. Well, that's the thing. Louisville like, City. If, if, better, you, if you look at current form, how Memphis is playing, like you wouldn't think so, but like that's a, that's a banger of a match. It is, it is, it is. Now, we almost had a game between a defending champion and an unbeaten side, but then Las Vegas lights were brought back down to earth with their ah. loss last weekend when they fell 4-1 against Miami FC. Are we necessarily expecting Vegas to get anything in San Antonio? Max, what do you think? No. I give it a no as well. Certainly not. No, no hoping out. Certainly not. Now, here's one, actually. A 4.30 Arizona time kickoff here. Uh, that's Charleston what I was Battery, eyeing. Colorado Springs switchbacks. Colorado Springs, what was our expectation from them at the start of this year, Max? 
I mean, I thought they were. We thought they were going to be. I thought they were going to do well. Well, the general consensus was they were going to be mediocre. No, I thought they were going to do well. Was not I picked, mediocre. I picked, I picked them top four. Colorado Springs Switchbacks. You did pick them. I top did pick four. them top four. Um, you speak for yourself. There we go. Oh, so, uh, you know, looking pretty good, if you know what I mean. But no, it's uh, it's two. Don't pat yourself on the back too much. <laughs> it's now, it's fair. It's two teams where Charleston Battery is the the class right now of the East. Granted, uh, some, you know, and and even some of their results have been not up to their best performance. Still grinding them out. Colorado uh, Switchbacks have had a couple recently where you know again not moving the needle but this should be in my estimation i think this is the uh the match of the day in my yeah. aspect i i tend to agree i think of all the games that's the one that really catches the uh, imagination san diego loyal hosting el paso that one is seven kickoff yeah but so you won't really be able to watch much of that because it clashes with phoenix rising but well uh, well also you're not gonna want to watch that at all really or at least not this start because you know uh there's a little something uh, if you didn't hear at the top course. of the show going on at seven that is there of course is. our phnx rising pregame show on our with our friends at arizona family so yes again if you missed at the top join us exclusive content we got the exclusive interview with kev lambert i say me i say we like i did anything it's all this guy mr owen evans yeah this but, guy's out here claiming it i went okay, out I, cor- I corrected myself carried all the equipment in i did get a little bit of help carrying it back all um right, right. Well, anyway, but, yeah but you know <laughs> join uh yeah jo- join us it's we honestly like it's going to be a really good pregame have a feeling it's just it's going to be a good time and not again not just for this one but also for all home and away matches join us there on arizona family it's going to be an it's going to be a good time. good time so good time good time good yeah. time oh, and uh yeah. you know what actually there are two little things i'll do um is this is also a Sunday game, by the way? Um, especially up there around the USL, mm-hmm. it's a Sunday game, Birmingham Legion against Hartford, mm-hmm. two o'clock Arizona time. Um, not too sure how that'll be because Hartford aren't very good. And uh, one other little factoid I thought I'd give you before we leave about Rising's game. Yes. This weekend is yes. the referee for this match will be Alvin Oliva oh, of yes. North Texas. It is his second USL Championship match. His first one was actually Vegas against Miami last weekend. So, Interesting. Second USL Championship match for the referee. How? All right. Um, we're gonna put a an. This is unofficial. Are you going uh, over no, under no, 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 on no, no, cards? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So yes, give me. Let me. Let me formulate this. Um, you know, I'm not a uh, BetMGM odds maker. Um, let me try to formulate off the top of my head. We're gonna go just for rising. They're at home. Uh, put the over under on cards. I'm gonna put it at three point five. Chat. I was gonna put it for the entire game at five point five. Interesting. You know what? I'm fine with that. Either way, the entire match, both both squads, 5.5. We manifested it. We cooked it up. Um, over under 5.5 total cards. Mr. Owen Evans, are you taking the over or the under on that? Over. And any a, a referee in their second game. Ooh. I don't know, man. I, I mean, they might want to take control early. Six in the last game. Ooh, no! I'm Vegas gonna take the Miami. under. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take All the right. under. I, I like. I like the odds well, that we I. Should take, I we should take. Actually, though, I, I like that. But we'll take a quick question before we go yes. uh, in here. Monterey Bay LAFC in the Open Cup. We love the Open Cup. We do love except the Open when Cup. Rising get knocked out by New Mexico. But yeah. uh, we we do love the Open Cup. And so what I'll say here for that one, Monterey Bay LAFC. It's an interesting one to me. Monterey Bay obviously get the result against San Jose Earthquakes last week in the Open Cup. Uh, we were watching that while the uh, Suns were on. And uh, enjoying ourselves, actually, watching an MLS team falling at that hurdle. Always good to see an upset. But to me here, LAFC have the talent. They have the capability to easily brush aside Monterey Bay. However, you don't know quite what they're going to look at here, knowing that they are um, focused at the moment on a CONCACAF Champions League semifinal. I, I mean, th- that, that's the thing is I think the LAFC is certainly a class above the Quakes. But the thing how, how Monterey Bay play, plays, and again, we saw it with Rising, it's not a team who I don't care what level you're at. You, They're not really a type of team, especially in this knockout type of competition where you really are like looking at them. It's like, oh, that's an easy win. Not a team I want to play, especially being at home. Uh, call me crazy, man. I, I, I will. It's, I will, it's, it's also, take, game, number, it's also game number three in a Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, where the first Tuesday yeah. is a, a 
CONCACAF Champions League game that's coming off of a draw in the first leg. Yeah. Um, the second game is a league game. The fourth game is a league game. The third one's a cup game. Maybe they maybe they play a reserve team. Oh, also, also on that aspect, fr- they play the Friday before, so they get an extra day of rest, and they're already at home, whereas LAFC plays on Saturday and away, technically to San Jose, not super far, but like that, that these things impact it. So they do, they do. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But there's the thing. The Open Cup, of course... In Rising's absence, not as fun, but you still like to see upsets, so we'll see how it goes. Sadness. Well, unless it involves Austin in New Mexico, then uh, we don't want to see an upset. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Then we don't want to see an upset. No, not a cup set. Well, on that note, we're going to leave the Open Cup behind us. We're done. It's done. It's dusted. It's it's out of our memory. We Sorry we brought the sadness, but we're out of there. We're now turning our attention to tomorrow's match against Loudoun United. And, of course, you got to catch us on the pregame show starting at 7 Until then, folks, please follow us at PHNX underscore underscore rising because double the underscore. Same number of goals that rising have scored in these last two games. Oh, dear God. He's changing it because it catches it. Oh, that's. that's, He cringes at this. That's tough. Max, have you looked in the mirror? I don't know what you mean. My my transitions are delightful, but you can follow me on Twitter at Max David Simpson. You can follow Owen on Twitter at. OJ Evans 18. You can follow producer Leah at Leah Merrill. Um, you guess a brief shout out. out for agreeing with me that it was ears and not a horn that's on the horse. Uh, well, well, actually, she didn't. She did not agree with me, and I was the one to give her the shout out. But that's neither here nor there. Um, again. Follow us for updates. We're going to have some great stuff. The pregame, the tailgating stuff. Again, at PHNX underscore underscore rising. And of course, please watch us on Arizona Family. Super excited for that. Until then, we will catch you guys in person tomorrow if in you're fact, there. Hang on, hang on. Oh, the, yes. Can I give the biggest advert for our, our pregame show? Yes. He doesn't do any ad Oh, my gosh. I'm, uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming up. Well, I'm sorry you guys are going to be deprived for that. Again, if you're there in person tomorrow, I'll say it to you in person. Don't worry. You'll get. You'll make it up for you for sure. But, uh, yeah, if, until then, we'll catch you guys either in person, watching the pregame, or if not, on our postgame game. And uh, PHNX underscore underscore rising. Catch us then. But until then, have a great Friday night. See you guys.